Hello, hello, hello. Um, episode number eight of Undefinable Ideas. Another one where I'm incredibly privileged to be able to do it in person. Um, sitting across from Ryan today, um, I think we are going to blow through the normal 15-minute time limit, so uh, get comfy, everyone. Um, and there are lots of topics on his list. First person with actually like a full list of notes before, which is which is very kind and takes a great deal of pressure off of me, who's highly unprepared. Um, firstly, um, topic of today is going to be a bit muddled, but I think we'll probably probably focus around travel and have a bunch of ancillary ideas. Firstly, welcome, Ryan. Secondly, why did you pick this topic? <laughs> yeah thanks Jake no super excited to to do this um so travel at the moment is a big part of what I'm taking as a sabbatical or career break or period away from full-time employment however you want to define that and I'm about to head off to Asia some countries I've never been to before I'm really excited about that I'm nervous about that um, and I thought it'd be really cool, as you did, to sort of top and tail that trip with a quick chat um, with me. But equally, travelling has also been a core pillar of, of my life, my experiences, um, something that's really informed all of my perspectives and uh, has been something that has really broadened my, my mind, as, as often people say that it does, um, both through through school trips, through exchanges through organized expeditions through family holidays anything in between um i'm very privileged and, and lucky in that sense of i'm i'm quite well traveled um sitting here at, at the age of 25 so excited to do a lot more um as i go through the rest of my life but this next period will be probably three months abroad um at the moment it's a one-way ticket and uh, so we don't quite know when you'll see me next hopefully um, the winter retreat in, in January, start of February time, but if not, probably, yeah, March, April, springtime. So, um, yeah. Um, lots to dissect there. Um, you're not going for one week to Marbella. You're, you're properly taking the time off and yeah. what, what are the objectives? What are you trying to achieve? What, what, what are you hoping to, when we have this podcast in whatever it is, three months' time or however long it is, what are you trying to achieve? What's the, what's the purpose? Yeah, so for me, I'm in a period of, of time of life where I need some rest. I need some recharge. I need some time to reflect and go again with university, building companies, the pandemic as well. Um, and then personal circumstances around being a carer for my mum for, for a couple of years um, before she passed. I've had a lot of life very, very quickly and I'm conscious of that. I'm grateful for that in many ways, but especially with the pandemic keeping us inside the way it did, I'm now very consciously trying to say to myself, I need to get outside. I need to get out of that physical space and, and environment here in, in, in the UK. I still live with my family as well, but equally, it's as much a state changer as it is a, a geography changer. I need a, a bit of a push to consciously engage a bit more in my life and, and take control as quite a lot of events have meant that I haven't had control. And, and when we add on top of that, 
the education system and, and that sort of push where you have a very defined way of doing things. Um, you know, I'm a few years out of that now and I'm, I'm kind of having a new rebirth, if you like, of, okay, what's next? Who am I? What would I like to do? What would I like to be? How can I engage with those around me in, in the positive way and, and kind of show up as myself most fully? And for me, traveling, getting to know new people, going to new cultures, experiencing a bit of history, experiencing new scenery, like all of those things are, are a great way to, to change all of those things. So I see travel very much as a catalyst for change, for growth, for um, settling into oneself, I think. Really interesting. I'm, I'm kind of, and obviously you cannot see, but Ryan right now has a beaming smile across his face, mm-hmm. and I don't think it has much to do with me. Um, obviously, when we contrast that slightly to the control episode where Zach talked about how his feelings were about travel, how do you feel about it? Do you, do you feel calm? Do you feel stressed, anxious, excited? Mm. Everything, nothing? Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned I've, I've done a lot of traveling and, and I'm very privileged to have experienced a lot of different places, a lot of different cultures. I learned a lot of languages growing up in, in school. So I've had a lot of exposure to simply doing travel and I've always seen it as, as a doing, not a, a kind of planning or a kind of like, I just kind of do it. Um, and so that means that, I, yeah, I feel very calm. I feel very excited. I feel um, like I'm looking forward to, to everything, but I don't necessarily know what that is and that's absolutely fine. So there is that sense of, of traveling, enabling that comfort with uncertainty. Um, you know, I just got back from, from Liverpool with James from, from 20s Fest, for example. That was something that I put in the Undefinables chat on a bit of a whim. It was a great event. Um, most recently after that, I went hiking in, in Wales with some school friends very impromptu so I, I enjoy serendipitous travel as much as the sort of structured planned travel or holidays or, or whatever that might be um, but yes I'm conscious that I'm pretty scared of the language barrier I'm pretty scared of um, things like health and security of you know what does it mean to have food and water that's very, very unusual. What does it mean to, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm vaccinated for COVID, but not every country set up in the same way that we are in terms of how vaccinated the population is or um, how good the local infrastructure is health-wise, or you might be hours and hours and hours away from your, from your nurse hospital. Things like that um, creep in from time to time when you start planning holidays like this or, or trips like this, where you're moving from country to country every every few weeks or you're going and doing a lot very quickly, but those are things I'm very accustomed to at the same time. Really, really interesting. I think it also kind of takes me back to the episode with Josh around orthodoxies. I think when you travel, your concept of basics change a lot. Your concept about how we do breakfast, lunch and dinner will change a lot in a different country. Your concept about when people sleep changes a lot in different countries things that we probably all don't dissect because they're part of mm. more part of our culture um how did you decide where you wanted to go at least start and then how much of that was based upon 
your level of comfort, uncomfort that you wanted to achieve and where you wanted to take the journey, really. Yeah, it's a great point because that is something that was initiated, yes, by me, but also by friends. So I'm starting in Singapore and then moving to Vietnam and, and those stages are with a friend that I used to work with. Um, he lives in Singapore. He's in the process of moving to Australia. And so that was the first spark, if you like, of moving from a state of feeling like I want to do a bit more traveling to, okay, let's do that. And then eventually getting something booked. And I think it's important to have those social accountability elements within traveling because otherwise you'll only end up traveling to places you've been before. You'll only end up doing things that you know you're a bit more comfortable with. So you might, you might never go to America. You might never go to Asia. You'd only stay in Europe um, with a bit more of a familiar culture and language situation although inevitably English a lot of the world you can go and even if you're speaking um, yeah, you know there are going to be people that have spoken or learned some kind of English that's the kind of nature of the empire and kind of what we've built with that legacy um, positive or negative um, you know even in Australia people speak English um, I've heard that yeah but yeah I think it is it is it is partly a comfort thing you have to know that you can lean into any stage of discomfort and then beyond that, you know, um, especially around finances and, and health and security and all those things that are fundamental that you don't necessarily think about when you're, you're living where you've lived for a long time, which for me is UK. I had this thought that, you know, there are things that I try to do every morning. I try to meditate. I try to journal. I fail consistently <laughs> at those things, but are there things that you're hoping to not do because you're going away and things that you'd like to do now you're going away? Lots of people take books, for example, when they travel in an effort to go, I don't currently get through that much. How are you thinking about that? Do you, do you go in with any like, mm. oh, it'd be nice to do more of this or less of that? Uh, it's a great question um, because it touches on your relationship to work, your relationship to your friends and family, your relationship to the internet and being connected versus not connected. Um, your relationship to escapism, like one of the things that people often share when they talk about traveling for extended periods of time, you know, they say, you know, you take your problems with you and you've got to be aware of that because you can run away, you can get on a plane, but you're still yourself. You've still got all of your pathologies, all of your challenges. Um, to deal with day to day. So throughout this time, I'm quite consciously not doing as much, if any, work. So I'm privileged to have been able to save up a decent amount of money to be able to support this period of time. Um, but equally, I'm aware that remote work can enable me to, to do some bits and bobs. So I'm gonna keep it in that box if I can. Um, certainly for the first decent bit of time so I can adjust so I can lean into just enjoying the time and not thinking okay I need to be on a phone call that's with East Coast of America that's with with London that's with Europe time whatever it might be um, but that's not to say I won't do that at all I'll just try and make very small spaces for that to fit in and to maybe fund a, a couple of extra bits here and there um, but I think that that also makes me think of the relationship that we have 
as travellers to the internet and to each other. Um, one of the things that the tourism industry, I think, has really boosted, but also has had a negative side effect, is how we document our travels and how we share that. And one of the things that, that I think comes under that is how we share it immediately. So you might be vlogging, you might be sharing um, a reel of your day or you know come on a hike with me or something like that. I'm going to do pieces of that, I would think, probably Instagram stories, probably sending fam family and friends uh, pictures in the WhatsApp or something like that. But that'll kind of be it. I want to then take photos. I'll probably take some cheap or disposable film cameras and kind of get those developed when I come back. But that's probably it. I want that to be my time as much as time that I share, you know, simultaneously as I experience it with the world and with others. Um, you know, in the same way that TikTok, the TikTokification, if you like, of social media and like acts of kindness and traveling of like, you have to film everything now, you have to share and say that you've done it. And that's almost the purpose of doing it instead of the other purpose of doing it, which is um, what I've just described of like why I'm, I'm going, going on these trips. This is normally the time in, in this where I'm like leaning towards moving on to resources and so forth. But it's just so interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to open up another can of worms. Mm. The great Naval Ravikant, who we actually discuss a lot in the group and definitely would recommend the book, mm. uh, The Almanac, um, he talks about this idea of he doesn't like taking photos because he wants to stay entirely in the present and he doesn't want the opportunity to look back in the past. Mm. He likes to stay exactly where he is. Now, I'm, I'm not sure I quite buy that because I, I do like reminiscing and so forth. But there is that great dynamic where you get to be in the present in a really interesting way when you travel, where you get to like look at a sunset and just like be in the sunset and just absorb a part of the world and a feeling and sensation. And I feel like you can become bit more sensitive to to the world when you when you travel how do you think about this concept you talked about photography and so forth but how do you think about traveling being in the present moment the active nature of it the passive nature of it and so mm. forth yeah i have a lot of thoughts that i try to apply to myself around those exact points so one of the things that i've had recommended to me before and again there are a lot of, of authors that, that speak about similar concepts. If anything you could do to ground yourself, whether you're traveling or you're at home, is going to bring you into that present moment and it's going to help you to um, feel in more of a, of a mindful state. Um, and one of those things is just looking at the sky, looking at the horizon, doing those simple things. And the best things are often free in that department. Um, but traveling... I think people love it so much because it brings more of those moments more quickly. Whereas in a sort of mundane, repeti often repetitive kind of work life, um, you have to more deliberately, I think, do those things. You know, you're not trying to stand or sit on a balcony looking at a sun sunrise, having a, a cup of coffee on um, holiday. You're just doing it because you're on holiday. If you are working and you're rushing for a train at six in the morning, you're not having anywhere near the similar experience because you're in a rush and you're working and it, it's a very different state um, but I think that comes back to like part of the reason why I'm doing this now as well is because of of what you said of, of like you have to run your own race you have to 
be in a position where you're not thinking about anything apart from what you want to be doing at that period of time. Um, and I've wrestled with that a little bit of, of, you know, do I need to be moving towards career, towards other things and that opportunity cost that comes with traveling. Um, but ultimately I think you have to think about life as much as work. And, um, yeah, I, I do disagree with, with, uh, Naval on his characterization of, of like how he documents his own life and, you know, how he treats his family and, um, the sort of views on photography and being in the present. But yeah, the almanac is a very good um, book to pick up and, and certainly the, the initial tweet storm that a lot of his thought leadership has stemmed from, certainly that's how I know um, of him, is, is a well, well worth reading. We're hopefully in three to six to nine months' time going to do another podcast and it's going to be another Ryan sitting in front of me at the time because you're never the same. No. You can't step in the same river twice. If you had to speak to that other Ryan, what what are you hoping that the other Ryan is like? I'm hoping it will enable me to lean into myself a bit more, to be more expressive, to take bigger risks, to lean into the gratitude and the privilege that I have <coughs> for my life as it is right now. Um, but to use that in in a positive way to try and have my own version of balance, but equally that is often a very imbalanced thing between work and career and relationships and friends and family and sports and health and all of, the, all of those things. But I'm hoping that travel will remind me that my version of that is my version of that and I don't need to... Um, you know, have that angst of what might be projected on you by anyone, by anyone else. Um, just remind me how I can be present and how I can be more myself when I'm more present and more appreciative of other cultures, other languages, other experiences. Um, I've, I've always came back from other travels feeling energised to move towards things that I've dreamt of or thought of doing but but not taking enough action around so there's probably something there too of um coming back with a refreshed relationship with my energy um and my health and how i can enable some of those so some of those things to happen i'm a lover of tangible examples mm. talked about risk gratitude present moment what one thing would you have liked to tangibly achieved by the time you come back? That when we speak in the next in the podcast, you're like, oh, I did that thing that was one of the things that kind of set the tone for what I was trying to achieve. Mm. I'd, I'd like to come back having felt that I'd done something that I've wanted to do that's scary in, in, in the moment or, or without thinking about it or worrying about it in advance. Like I mentioned serendipity earlier. I think that's something I really want to lean into over this time. So it might be going on a, I don't know, on a trip or doing some scuba diving or do, like doing something with a random group of people that I've just met and, and going, yeah, why not? I'll do that. Like, like those kind of 
sparks I think are, are important in terms of what that looks like tangibly I think it could be any of those kind of things that is what we will ask you about then on return um, I am going to move on to resources now um, I don't know if you, you you go with nothing or you go prepared but on your travels will there be any books that you take with you any podcasts you've got preloaded any any resources that, that you think are worth traveling with probably not in terms of things like local information like I think that's all something that I try to get when I'm over there in terms of like, I just want to know where locals go as much as possible um, and it's easy enough to use things like Google Translate to help with the language barrier but equally I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of research um, through like the classic Lonely Planet guides and things like that to figure out where I want to go I'll try and place a rough route on, on Google Maps in advance and things like that um, in terms of what I'm taking with me I'll probably take a couple of books um, that I've had on my shelf that, that I am excited to read that are I'll probably take a couple of, of fiction and a couple of non-fiction I'm not sure how much space I'm going to have for books in the bag that's the difficulty I'm not an, an e-reader um, but I'll take probably yeah two or three books that I can leave over there once they're read um, that I know that I've wanted to read um, anyone's come to yeah, mind another quite springing to mind as I say that though um, I went through a couple of phases of buying like a hundred books or something that I haven't read I've probably read only maybe 10-15 books a year for the last few years so um, yeah. I've got a, I've got a big pile as it were um, in terms of books that I really like and I really recommend that that touch on some of the things that we've spoken about today um there's a book called Happy by Darren Brown, which I've read cover to cover several times. Um, I'm a big fan of reading a book more than once, if it resonates. Um, equally, The 4-Hour Workweek has that experience for me. I've, I first read that, yeah, maybe 2014, 15. I've read that a few times. Again, it always opens up my mind to how someone like Tim Ferriss has, has developed his businesses and mindset and... Um, how it's kind of made work work for him in the way that he wanted to over a number of decades. Um, there's a book called A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis, which is fantastic reading for anyone. Um, not not who, who's, who has lost someone recently, but just who is intrigued as to the emotional journey in, in that sense. Um, and then Daring Greatly by Brené Brown. I really love that book. Um, it talks a lot about vulnerability, authenticity, um, your relationship with yourself and your family um, and I think that that is a, a good toolbox to help you navigate um, humanity and the kind of life experiences that travel can enable or um, yeah I think if you if you come back from travel and you're not the same person that that's a win um, you want you want to yeah you want to do both you want to retain and embellish and grow parts of yourself but you also want to let uh, a lot of a lot of yourself go and kind of leave it away from there and feel like you've returned rejuvenated or a slightly different version of yourself well all great resources um just going back to your idea of buying hundreds of books i like this concept called the anti-library mm. which is the the more books you read the more books you realize you want to read so like yeah. the, the the actual your record your list you want to read increases as you read 
more. Yes, I think so. So, um, great list there. Um, I always tend to travel. Now, I have an e-reader, so I carry like 300 books with me at yeah, any point always. in time, so I'm very lucky. But I do specifically carry Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, mm-hmm. and I tend to try and read that once a year, and that's often while I'm traveling. Um, I'm going to move on to a quick fire round unless you have anything else to recommend. No, I think so. Okay. Cue tense music now. <laughs> um, TV shows or movies? Movies. London or Tokyo? London. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Mornings or evenings? Evenings. Um, protein shake or apple? Um, run or walk? Walk. Sunset or sunrise? Sunset. That's it. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks so much. Um, any final notes? Any final thoughts? Um, this week, uh, I've been thinking a lot about poetry, about words, about writing. And um, one phrase that has stuck with me is act despite. I really like that. Absolutely love it. As always, another amazing episode with a phenomenal person. Thank you so much, Ryan, for your time. I'm sure we'll do the follow up when you when you return. Yeah. If you return, who it's knows? I, I don't want. I, I don't. Me. I, you never know. Um, I don't want to limit it. Um, thank you for those that listen. Much appreciated. As always, um, have a wonderful week. All. Thanks. Bye.